Hey guys, welcome along to Blind Guy Talks Tech. Once again, it is episode 124, and it's Thursday, the 9th of June. And today, Sean's back. Hey, Sean. Hooray, I'm back. And we're uh, identifying colours, courtesy of Janine Stanley. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Yes, hello, welcome back to the show. And uh, do you know what? It's nice to be back proper, right? Like back proper. Actually, you can tell how awake I am because I managed to find my jingles again. You did. Yeah, you were slightly off on the old fader there. But, you know, we'll let that slide. We're we're back on early days. with this. You know what? If you can do better, Priest, I'll hand you the tools. Well, okay, hand me the tools then, Stephen Scott. I will take you up on that. No, they're mine. They're my toys. You're not getting them. (laughs) When you say Sean's back, I mean, I I was back already. We've already done an episode. Yeah, but you missed yesterday's, right? Because yesterday you were sleeping all day. Yeah. The fantastic episode, which I did. Oh, all on your own. I see what you say. I see what you say. On my own in Canada. Yes. At seven o'clock in the morning. Because it was like, you know, we were, I don't know how many hours behind we were. I could not make any sense of the time zone when we were in Regina. Uh, it was like seven hours behind the UK. And That's I had right. agreed to do the event with the volunteers, which I'm so glad we did because it was a wonderful event and we got some great people on. But I, do you know that way you agree to do something and then you remember you're not in the country and the time zone is so screwed that you have to get up at like 6 a.m. to do it? Yeah, but to be on fair. On a day we're filming two TV episodes. <laughs> It's you like, say, why did I I'm, do this? I'm so glad we did it, but the, uh, let's, let's, let's just say the night before you were <laughs> you were thinking, oh no, why did I say I was going to do this? this? Why did I agree? <laughs> but to be fair, you know, the person that we sent out to get breakfast before we started was saying exactly the same thing. Why did he agree to do it this early in the morning? <laughs> I will say, can I just say, uh, Jane, a uh, round of applause for Jane, because yes. she is absolutely amazing. Amazing. Um, assistant Jane, who I believe has now got her bags back. Um, so funny story. Oh, she? Uh, yes, you might remember, good. if you were listening to Double Tap last week, you might have heard us talk about the uh, debacle with our bags uh, and how Jane forgot to pick up one of my bags, which also was my fault. Okay, I'm putting it out there because I didn't check the cart. I didn't see what was in the, the, the you mm. know, what was on the cart, so I had no idea that the bag wasn't there. And had I checked, we would have been fine. But we were rushing to another flight at the time, so it was all a bit hairy mary yes, to was. use a, a technical term. And, um, yeah, so basically... <laughs> Uh, we'd, we'd lost the bag which had all the kit in it that allowed us to broadcast anything. <laughs> yes. Helpful. Well, it was, you know, it was, which bag do you want to lose? The one with all your underpants in it or the one with all the tech in it? Oh, I was so happy to have my underpants because I don't think I'd get that size in Canada. No, absolutely. Yes, absolutely right. That was the only problem, right? So We well, can replace the tech. You can't replace our pants. Not easily, no. No, no. <laughs> so, no, I was quite happy to get my um, my pants back. Although in Canada, that's different, right? Because uh, pants oh, are, yeah, yeah, no. as you know, they are yeah. um, trousers. Trousers, yes. So, conf- so confusing. So confusing. Yes. Uh, but anyway, yes. So, I, we, uh, well, as punishment, uh, when I, because I finally did get the bag. The bag made its way to Regina. I don't know how, but it managed to make its way to Regina. And uh, I got the bag just in time, actually, to do the episode yesterday that we, we broadcast uh, on the on the, on the on podcast, Pfft, whatever. Um, and <laughs> jet lag's still kicking in, Yeah, guys, we're still not 100%. I, I have to tell you, I'm, I am now fueled by that beautiful nectar called coffee, so we're all fine again. Oh, that's another fine. story. We, we, we may get to that story we'll as well. We'll get to that one eventually. Can I yeah. just say, the bag did turn up, the tech bag yeah. turned up, but not 
until after you bought and replaced virtually everything that was in there anyway. Well, no, I didn't need to buy anything because, well, a couple of things I bought and some things I just bought anyway because I kind of <laughs> wanted to get one. I got a different, I got a Satechi um, USB charger. I, do you know what? I was never into these kind of multi-charger things before. I couldn't really get my head around them, but they're absolutely brilliant. And you ended up getting a free one out of it. I did. Thank you. Because the one I bought had a Canadian plug, obviously, so that's handy to have for the future. And, um, well, it's a US Canadian plug, isn't it? Because it kind of works it in is. both. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's such a cool thing. It's a 200-watt charger from Ugreen. And it's got, I think it's got two USB-As and four USB-Cs for charging. And it can even charge a MacBook Pro 14-inch or 16-inch. So it's got some serious grunt in it. Uh, as well as charging everything else. See, the only thing I couldn't plug into was my Roadcaster Pro. I thought because I bought one of these little, um, you can buy now, There's like a, it's called the DC USB or something. And it basically is that. It takes the power and it connects it straight into a USB, but it didn't have enough power in it to power the Roadcaster Pro. And I don't quite really? know why. Yeah, I know. Why? Weird, right? That's, that does seem odd. Yeah, because it is a 200 watt. Now, I don't know if that's 200 watt uh, per USB-C or 100 watt split between two of them. I don't know, but um, I think the I think the USB A's have got less power in them. They do, yes. So the USB C's get the most amount, and that's obviously ideal for a MacBook. Um, well, I was trying because I cannot find for the life of me, I cannot find my power brick for my laptop. No idea where it's gone. So I used it for that. <laughs> I, I, but I plugged in my USB A to USB C cable into uh, the U Green charger, uh, and it wasn't enough to charge oh, my really? laptop. So I had to go and buy the USB-C to USB-C cable and then absolutely fine. I can plug two laptops into the USB-Cs and have them both charging away oh, so high what speed. Did, what did you plug it into before? You plugged it into the USB-A? USB-A. Ah. Just to see how much power it could draw through the USB-A, but it wasn't enough. Obviously, it wasn't the 100 watts or whatever it is I needed So do you think if I maybe get myself, I've got one lying around here somewhere, I've got my, <laughs> a USB-A to USB-C adapter. Yes. Do you think then oh. the roadcaster might work? USB. Because oh. then no. you're converting it to USB C, but does it? Is it because it's going through a USB A? It's getting. Well, obviously it needs more. No, but it's 200 watts. It can't need more than that. Sure. Well, that's why. I mean, how much power does this thing need? And yet, when I plugged it into the, because it's what 110 watts in, in, in I need to stop calling it Canadia. Canadia? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 120 watt. Uh, 120 versus, is it? Oh, is it volts? Oh, I, I honestly have no idea. It makes no sense to me. I just—I mean, I, did, I wasn't getting the electricity bill for the place, so it was fine. Yes, it was, but it's self-switching. <laughs> these these U, U, U green uh, USB chargers. So they? good though, and you can just plug it. I mean, like it's got the little um, figure of eight cable, um, you know, power uh, socket at the back. Yes, so you can plug in a, a Canadian plug or a UK plug or whatever, and it just automatically sorts itself out. So you don't have to it worry does. about plugging it in. Because the one I gave you was the Canadian one deliberately because if it blew up your oh, shed, that's fine. It's fine, obviously. Yeah. Well, that, that's another thing, right? These aren't cheap things. And to be honest, I was slightly confused by it because I can pick up, like here, I've got um, a four-port USB charger that I plug into the wall. It's just got four USB sockets in it. Um, you know, something like £10, £15 or whatever it was. Yeah. So why is this one, which isn't cheap, what is it, nearly 200 quid? This no, it's one? £180. £180. You're thinking, okay, what's the difference here? Why is this basically just a USB uh, plug? Right? Hang on. What's 180 times two? Because that's how much it cost me. No, <laughs> that's right. buy two yes. of them. 360 quid, man. That's a lot but of power. The thing is, right, this is a substantial thing. This is a heavy thing. All the yeah. components in it are substantial, and it's all to do with the uh, it's the output. So being able to charge 
two laptops from it, the the wattage you can get from it. That's what you're paying for. This is a this is a big bit of kit, and it is for laptops and things like that. Would you say it's more for on the road though than at home, or do you yes. think you would set this up at home and make it your kind of? Because I mean, with laptops especially, right, you could just have them hooked up to this and. That's it, I guess. And it would mean you could just have one plug to the wall. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange setup you're going to need, though, right? Because how many high-capacity chargers are you going to need or power supplies for laptops? Like, I've got one in here, so I, I could bring it in here and I could power two laptops off it, maybe more, actually. Um, but why would I want to do that? I, I don't know. It's a, it's a funny situation where you need to charge more than one laptop in one place, isn't it? Well, yeah, but you can plug in lots of stuff to it, right? So you could have other devices plugged into it, USB. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. It's certainly ideal for on the move. Because if I had had it, and I didn't for the first part of my trip, um, but if I did, it was going to power everything. Because I have a little, um, it, it's, it's a Mophie, I think it is, that make it. And it's, it's a strange material, isn't it, this thing? Because it kind of folds out and it's got a, a MagSafe oh, charger. It. Yeah, it's a yeah. bit weird. I mean, it's one of those things that if it gets wet at all, it's ruined. Yeah. Um, but it's this kind of fabric material, and you've got a MagSafe charger, you've got uh, an Apple Watch adapter, and then you've got a little slot. Well, it's not even a slot, it's just a little tray, essentially, to put your AirPods in, and you can charge them all up. And the whole thing goes back to a, a USB-C to USB cable, um, but you can plug that into a, a wall socket, which comes with it. But what I was intending to do is plug that straight into this Ugreen charger, and, you know, when you do that, it works brilliantly. So I ended up, because I didn't have my Ugreen in the initial part of the trip, I went out and got myself a Satechi, which is a two USB-Cs and a single USB-A, and that did the job really well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, these are these are great pieces of kit. Uh, and, you know, Satechi, who I've got to say, I mean, it's more of a Mac brand, I think, than, than Windows, because most of the accessories are built for Mac, of which, by the way, while I was out there, I get an email, and the email is, you uh -oh. know, new product from Satechi, and I'm like, oh, what is it? So I'm thinking, yeah, it's probably a case or something, I'm not interested. <gasps> Hang on. It's a USB-C slim dock for the 24-inch iMac in blue, which is oh! the same color as my iMac. It's like it was meant to be. How could you not buy it? So I did, and here's the thing. It's already arrived, and I haven't opened it yet because I'm waiting for something to go with it. Because as well as having... Now, I think it's got... Because Fries. I haven't opened up yet. <laughs> Milkshake. That's right. Let's not talk about food, please. I've had so much food in Canada. I, I haven't KFC. eaten more meat. Canadian but, KFC. There's something missing. It's not right. Yeah, but I, I, you know, bear in mind, I had a second half of that week, and I was in Montreal, and all mm. I ate was burgers. And Oh, from where? Oh, from all over the place. I had smoked meat, which is apparently is a thing you do in Montreal. You have smoked meat. Is, that, is smoked that the name of a place? Heat. Oh, right. Uh, we had a lovely meal there. Smoke meat Pete. Smoke meat Pete, uh, which sounds like bread meets bread, doesn't it? But um, yeah, so went to there. Uh, more, I, I do laugh at what people in, in Canada, and I guess in the US as well, consider a sandwich. It's what I would consider a mountain of food. Yes. Wrapped in two pieces of bread. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Nice. Yeah, you'd have loved it, actually. Oh, uh, but anyway, so this Satechi, uh, it's got, I think it's got, two or three USB A's. It's got a couple of USB C's. And this the way it's designed, um, it's meant to sit over the bottom part of the iMac. So the, the, essentially, you know how the iMac, it has that kind of aluminium stand? Yes. 
Yeah. It sits perfectly over the top of that. Is this was meant to be there in the first place? Mm-hmm. And you can put into this uh, an actual hard drive. So you can put an SSD in this and it will give you additional storage. So what I bought myself is a WD, a Western Digital um, four terabyte drive to put into this, which I can then hook up to my iMac and that gives me four terabyte storage solid straight into that machine. Well, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. A four terabyte SSD, you yes. bought? Okay. Wow. Um, Don't ask the price. Okay. Because I'm trying to keep it from my wife. Good. Um, uh, it was not cheap. <laughs> Wow. More expensive than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. <laughs> what, a, a four terabyte SSD, yeah. really? You well, thought so that, you know me with Dropbox. Yeah, yeah, but Dropbox is like the thing I'm always using, and I've got the C drive, which is like a 32 terabyte, but it's RAID, so you get 16 uh, terabytes of usable space. And the problem is that it just doesn't spin up enough. I was doing some Audacity projects when I came back, and it was really, really struggling to keep up. Mm, that's not good. And it's, I think it's because this drive is much more of a it's more of an archive drive. It's not the kind of drive you would want to necessarily work from. Yes. Um, and that's a lot of people think their computer's failing them when they do this kind of stuff. They think, there's oh, something wrong or there's something wrong with the machine. But actually, sometimes it's the speed of the drive. So you really do need a fast drive. This, these, these, it's M.2 drives. It's very yep. small. Uh, they're almost like sticks of memory. They are exactly that, yeah. And uh, yeah, this one's got four terabyte on it. So that is, wow. Um, that's the wow. biggest I could get. Which you know, I, was, I, I honestly didn't think much about price when I was. Well, not, I, I wasn't oh, no, buying didn't. it, no. but when I saw the price, I was like, "Geez, uh, do I really need four terabytes?" But <laughs> I thought, you know what, I'm going to end up buying enough. I'm going to need that space at some point. There's no point having because you know, as soon as you put a drive into something like that, if I put a two terabyte in and then it runs out of space, you're never going to change it because the hassle of changing it is just not yes. worth it. So you think I, I'm going to spend double the amount anyway down the line, so I may as well just get it done. And let's be fair, our Dropbox is not the average Dropbox, right? We've got video files, 4K video files mm-hmm. in there. We've got audio projects in there. It's a lot of space, right? So you need it. Yeah, it's not a couple of Word documents. You know, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on yes. between all the different shows. So, yes, it's uh, definitely required. But I just love how it kind of goes into the bottom. So the whole thing um, kind of tips over. So it's, it's basically, it's like um, this little cover that goes over the top of the, the aluminium stand. And it's just meant to sit there and look lovely. And it's in blue. It's in blue. Oh, all right, calm down. Anyway, at the end of all this, basically, it then turned out that Jane lost her bag as well. Well, this is the funny thing. So she gets my... So as just punishment, get us back on track. Yes, thank you. She, uh, she takes my bag back with her because I had bought more stuff. And... Um, and I actually had an extra case by the time I'd come home. So I thought, I, I can't carry any more. So she brought the bag back with her, the one with all the broadcast kit in it, managed to get that bag at the airport when, we got, when, she, when you guys got home. But then her bags got lost, which I think is karma. I think that's karma. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just say she did, she did get them back, though, right? But, she did. Um, yeah, God bless Several her. Several days later. <laughs> We touched down and we went to baggage reclaim and it was just my bag going round and around. It was like, your bags will come out in a minute. And they just never did. Oh, but it was funny. But I think they would have came out if you'd waited, but I think you had to get a train. She was telling me you had to get your train. So Oh, was she blaming me? I said, yes. there's no rush. Take your time. I don't mind. I think she just wanted to get rid of me. She had enough. I think that would make perfect sense. Seven hours Sorry, of playing with you, sitting <laughs> itchy feet the whole way, because you can't sit still for more than a minute. No, exactly right. It was a good trip, though, wasn't it? Oh, I loved it. 
I loved yeah. it. So I it think we should sharp about it by now, though. I, I think, you know, sorry, people, but yeah, it was cool. No, listen, we had a great time. You know, it's so nice to get out and do stuff. It so, was. And to meet up as well. You know, yeah. first time I met Mark in person. It was great. Yeah, I know. Well, look, the Double Tap TV shows we filmed, they're coming out in July. So if you have access to an internet, you'll be able to uh, watch those when they come Oof. out. They'll be on YouTube and uh, they'll also be on AMI TV, of course. They'll be there first where you can uh, watch them. You can watch us on stage feeling very awkward. <laughs> oh, yes, that was so strange. Oh, it was a weird experience. It was yeah. so strange being out in public and, and having a camera crew around you saying, action, reset. I was like, oh, I know. this this doesn't feel right. I just, I, 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 you're sitting there thinking, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. Who, who on earth suggested this was a good idea? Um, well, it was an experience and I loved it. Well, I, I'm told so far the rushes are in. Uh, that's a technical film term, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think we're okay so far. I think all's good. Ah, good. I think it's okay. a good, good cool. Term. And it was lovely to meet the audience out there as well, to meet some actual people who, uh, you know, who enjoyed the show. And, and uh, the audience was great as well, wasn't it? They were. They were all brilliant. And it was just nice to, to yeah, it was just nice to talk to people and get back out there. Yeah, and, you know, absolutely. And, yeah. So lots and of good stuff coming up. I got a double tap TV water bottle out of it, which is uh, amazing. Oh, so did I. We sneaked I, one out. I know. I'm, I'm having one of them. For giving them all away. I want <laughs> Do you one. Do you know what made me laugh? I'm like, hang on, we're the host of this show and I can't get a water bottle. I had to Very fight nice. with a production crew. I was like, hang on a minute. I, it's my show. I developed this thing. You know that? I came up with this idea and I can't even get a bottle with my name on it. Are you <sighs> kidding me? Yes. Well done, you. Anyway, didn't go diva at all. No. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to tell you just before we move on, because we've got a Color Star identifier. Now, this is a piece of hardware that Janine Stanley is going to tell us about. We're going to get into that in a minute. Um, Janine's been sending in her demos. And uh, because we've been off for a, b- a week or so, we've not really had a chance to get all these demos out but this one we've, we had sitting and i really want to get this out there because you know i just i think this kind of hardware is great just to to talk about because we always think immediately we go to apps when it comes to these kind of things mm-hmm. but it's fair to say color identification i think this might be one area where apps just don't really cut it the cameras on iphones just don't really and android as well i don't think they cut it at all and no, I, I think I you maybe do need something because it's a different way of doing it, isn't it? It's not it's not using the camera to identify the color. It's what is it infrared or something? Oh, I have no idea. I just thought it was a case of it's, it's trying to control the, you know, the ambient light that gets in there. Because if you just use an app on a smartphone, like usually it turns the flash on, which just immediately washes everything out, mm. or it's just too dark. It depends how far away you hold it. But with a specialized hardware color identifier, you know the 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 engineering goes into how to get the, the the perfect image into the device, whether that be through, you know, protected lenses that shield out the light and just control how much light goes in there. That's that's the trick when it comes to colour identification. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't found any that I think work uh, to a, a great degree at the moment. So I'm yeah, interested in this myself. The other problem, of course, is that you have, uh, I find this anyway with these colour things, when they try to be too clever, so they'll talk about salmon colours, and you think, well, I don't know what that is. I mean, what, so I'm wearing a fish? Yes. What are you, what are you telling me? To be fair, I, I could be. Well, I, that's right. I could be as well. <laughs> I've got no idea. I just found out the other day that for the last three weeks, I've been wearing odd shoes. And not just like, oh, slightly different colours, but the same design. It's like one was a welly and one was a flip-flop. Not not quite to that degree, but one, one had laces and the other one was a slip-on. Well... 
if you want to feel if you want to feel better about that, <laughs> please do. Here's here's my story that I my color story from this week. Right, I go into the Apple Store in Montreal, of course. And I'm wandering around this this fantastic Apple store. It's like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> hug me, <laughs> hug me. Um, so I'm wandering around and, and, you know, not buying anything because I didn't need anything. But I was just just going in. I like the smell. That's the truth of it. Mm, not of the people, mm. but of the technology. No. Yeah. And um, so, oh, smell it. Don't go near the people. But no. the, um, but the, the, the store was full of stuff. And anyway, I was talking to this guy. And what happened was I'd contacted my, my wife and I said, look, is there anything you'd maybe like? You know, I'm in the stores and if you'd like anything. So she, you know, immediately tells me a list of things she wants. And um, I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine. And she says, you know what I'd love? I'd love an Apple Watch. And I said, well, you've got an Apple Watch. And she said, I can't find it. So clearly that's that, right? So that's gone. <laughs> and uh, we'll just replace it with a new one. So I've got her on FaceTime and I'm showing her all the different watches. And the guy opens a drawer, and in the drawers where all the the Apple watches are sitting, and she's like, oh, "Wow, they do them all different colors!" And it, it went out of my head completely that they did different colors. Yes, but I said to the guy in the store, um, "You see, the thing is, is I said, do I always I, when I saw it in red, that was what I was like. Oh, I love the color red. It's the only color I can really see with any." with any definition. So I'm like, I love that color. So red, I'm like, oh my God, the red watch. Oh, wow, I might get one of those. And my wife's like, I'd like red. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I says to the guy, you know, the thing is, I did get this blue one, but, you know, um, I, I don't know, I might get the red. And he says, uh, that's not blue. And I said, uh. what do you mean? <laughs> I said, it is blue. And he said, that's not blue. That's midnight or black. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> Is that not blue? I honestly, I would have probably traded my house in a bet telling you that was blue. I thought well, it was. I thought it was just fair. like a subtle blue. I, I didn't realize they had. But then when I saw the blue up close, I realized, oh, oh, right. That is blue. Yeah, but to be fair, you may have a blue one as well. You know, the amount of stuff you buy. <laughs> no, I've definitely only got one Apple Watch. I can tell you that. Only got one Apple Watch. So you both got a red blue. Apple Watch. Well, I, I, so well, here's the joke. So I, I buy her an Apple Watch. I buy me an Apple Watch in red. I got my dad one in blue because he wants a blue one. And yes. I get back to the hotel. And I thought, I'll just have a quick look online, just see what the prices are like in the UK, see if I've really got a good deal here. You know, you like to compare. Yeah, yeah, of course. It turns out that there's a big Jubilee sale on because the Jubilee's happening back here. And it knocked like 40, 50 quid off the price of watches. No. And I'm like, oh, what? So next day, I'm back at the Apple store, come up with some cockamamie excuse. Oh, you no. know, they all wanted a different colour and they all wanted cellular and what, what are you going to do? I didn't know what I was doing. I knew nothing. So, you know, I was like, get this out of my hands. So I take them all back, threw them and gave them all back to the, throw them back, I gave them back to the assistant. Take these back. Get rubbish. rid of this rubbish and ordered them online, but didn't buy one for me because I then had realised how ridiculous that would be. Why do I need two? So, Correct. you know, d didn't buy one for me, got one for my wife, got one for my dad, and saved an absolute fortune. So, you know, that's <sighs> the shop around, folks. Well done, you. I'm an inspiration. I'm like, I'm like that there, Martin Lewis. You are. <laughs> Uh, right, let's, let's uh, welcome in uh, Janine Stanley because Janine has sent us in this fantastic demo of the Color Star Identifier. And, you know, this is a conversation that I think we're going to start having more of. And I love the fact that on this show we can explore all this how sometimes specialist technology really does get it right and is often better than the mainstream devices. Janine Stanley. It's Janine again without my Ira hat. And today, I am in my closet of all places, and 
I'm here to talk about the Color Star color identifier. And the Color Star is a little gadget from American Printing House for the Blind. It retails for $499 uh, plus shipping, whatever that might be. And it is available through APH, American Printing House. And I'll give that website at the end here. Now you're thinking $400, $500 for a color item? What? Well, this color identifier is really good. It's also small. It is chargeable through USB, so you don't have to worry about batteries. Uh, and you don't have to be Janine and, and have all of this old technology in your drawers and whatnot around your office uh, decaying with uh, ancient batteries that have leaked acid and thus ruined the device. I have the Color Star here. It measures about four inches long, about two inches wide, and about one inch thick. So it's, it's fairly small. So on the business end of the Color Star, there is a rectangular hole. And inside that hole, you can kind of stick your finger down in there. You don't want to really do that, though. Um, but that is the light and the sensor for detecting color. And you want to have that hole when you're uh, looking at a color. You want to have that completely against whatever it is you're looking at with no light coming in. And the device will tell you if there's light coming in. So that is the business end. So from the business end, down the left side of the device, you will hit a headphone jack. Yes, this thing has a headphone jack. On the right side, if you go down from the scanning head, you're going to hit the USB port for charging and it just shut off. And then on the opposite end from, oh, there we go. Then on the opposite end from the detector is uh, there's a hole in the front and a hole in the back that you can put a lanyard through. And this thing does come with a lanyard. It also comes with a little leather case that snaps over it and a little hole for the lanyard in the leather case, which is very nice. There are three buttons on the device. I'm going to label them one, two, and three. One will be the closest to the scanning head, and it has on it a little circle of six dots. The middle button, two, has one dot, and number three has three horizontal dots. So one, two, and three. And they do so many different things. Okay, I'm going to turn on the color star by pushing button number one and holding it. And there's the noise when it comes on. And now it is ready to detect just about anything. So your number one button is what you will press when you want to find out what color something is. So I'm just going to put it on my shirt and... Fair grass green. Fair grass green. Okay, this is supposed to be a lime green shirt because I like lime green. But it's also got some braille on it, so let's see. Light moss green. Aha. Uh -huh. Alrighty. And then the pants. Gray. Actually, they're white, but <laughs> they might be gray by now. And we'll do my hair because I can. Black caviar. 
black caviar? What? What color is that? So there are two modes of this thing to describe colors. There are universal and artistic. Universal is pretty basic, and I'm going to switch it over here. I have it on artistic now. Oops. Let me hold it down. Colors name. Universal. All right. Let's try universal colors on the shirt. Brilliant. Yellowish. Green. All right, that's better. Pants. Light gray. And hair black caviar. Ew. Brownish black. Brownish black. Mm, not really, but tried on a different part of my hair. Brownish black. Okay, brownish black. My hair is actually nowhere near that color. It's sort of a brown, but it's got all kinds of highlights in it, and there's a little gray in there, but we're not going to talk about that. Anyway, as you can tell, we've got basic color names, and then we have the artistic color names. So I'm just going to leave it on the universal colors. This thing will detect 1,600 different colors, and that's shades, that's variations of color, etc. It is also a light detector. If you hold down in the middle, and I'm moving, um, and there's the doorway to my closet open to the room. I'm going to point it at the window. The color of the light is white, intensity six. Okay, so you could see how it changed there. The brilliant thing about this device is that it can read color on small LED buttons or the little tiny bulbs that are in things. It can read the colors of those things. You put it on, you press that number two button, and even if it's a flat screen, you can slide it across until you hear the noise, you let go of the button, and voila, you've got the color of that light. This is why I got this thing, <laughs> because it can tell the colors of those lights. And I got it particularly for our modem so that when I call, I can say, no, I have all red lights. Oh, okay, this light is turned to green. It will also tell a pulsating light. So you can run it over a panel or a bunch of light bulbs and it will detect the pulsating light with a pulsating tone. So that's pretty cool. The number three button, which does things as well. Volume four. There's our volume. If we hold it down. Battery level is on 70%. All right, you get your battery level. This can also in various combinations of these buttons do other things like give you the hex value of a color. There's another uh, color measurement that I don't know that it gives you as well. That's a very technical color thing. But here is the really cool part about this. So I am going to my husband's side of the closet, which is always dangerous. <laughs> and I'm going to look at one of his golf type shirts here blackish blue blackish blue okay that must be a dark blue one and then i'm going to look at another shirt here light grayish olive okay so that's a light gray one now if i were to go back to the original shirt and push button number two in the middle colors are strongly Different. Ho oh, ho, strongly different. Okay, that's great to know. We are going to look at uh, a couple blouses here. 
that are some of my favorites. And I am going to see the difference between one blouse and another. I, I tend to buy things in twos because I just, I like to have one of one type and one of another type. So here's one, and I'm just going to... Brownish gray. Medium gray. And this shirt has a pattern on it. And I'll show you the whole pattern thing in a minute, but I'm gonna look for the other shirt in this style. And we're going to compare the colors. Okay, and here is the similar blouse. Colors are appreciable, different. All right, and let's see. Bluish gray. Bluish gray. Medium gray. Okay, so this one has more blue tones in it and grays. The other one had a lot of browns and cream color in it. And now I will show you the pattern feature. So we're gonna go back to button number one. And if you hold down button number one on a garment, I'm gonna come over here and because my husband is a guy who likes flannel shirts, <laughs> we have flannel shirts here. And anybody knows flannel shirts are plaid. So what this is gonna do is I run the color star over the cloth. It is going to make a higher tone when you are on a lighter color, darker tone on another color. So let's start by running the color star down the sleeve. This is a lot harder than it looks, folks. I'm balancing the phone. Alrighty, here we go. Light, brownish, gray. Okay, so I'm gonna run this. And you hear the stripes in there. And let's see what color that darker part is. Brownish, gray, black. Ah, and this shirt happens to be brown and black and white. And it's got probably different shades of gray in it by now because it's a fairly older shirt. But you see, you can hear the patterns. And uh, here's my guide dog, Curtis. Come here, Curtie. Come on, guy. Yeah. And we're going to see what color Curtis is. Curtis does not like this, but... Grayish, brown. <laughs> grayish brown he's actually a medium brown but let me put that back on artistic because i love things to be called black caviar colors name artistic all right let's see what artistic color curtis gets flat tobacco brown Ooh, flat tobacco brown yuck <laughs> now color identifiers just by their nature often skew toward the blues, greens, grays, blacks, things like that. They have a hard time with yellows and sometimes with reds and oranges. So, you know, this is a use at your own risk, but I have found that this particular one seems to be better than many others. Now I'm gonna walk you through my house to show you this on my coffee maker. So I have a standard Keurig coffee maker and we're gonna see what the lights are doing on it. So my standard Keurig coffee maker here has, need to close it, there we go. Slide it forward here a little bit. Alrighty, so on the right side, we have buttons and you can feel the little LED bulbs there. And there are a bunch of buttons. So let me see what we have. I'm gonna go ahead and hold down button number two. 
Right. Now, I did not see any buttons. I'm going to hold it up above. I was holding it directly on. Okay. All right. Let's see. I heard a little blip there. So. The color of the light is white. Intensity zero. All right. Now, I'm going to push the on button here. And we heard it click. So now... The color of the light is yellowish green, intensity 51. Hello! And you can hear it trying to load. Let's see if I have enough water in it. Oh yes, plenty of water. <laughs> All right, so there we got the color of that particular light. And let's see if I have any more lights on this thing. the light when it's actually getting ready and heating up the water. So you can see the, the difference there in the two lights. And these are tiny, tiny little bumps that you can feel. They're, they're probably about the size of a braille dot and uh, not quite as pronounced on the coffee maker. So if I couldn't hear this coffee maker because let's say my kitchen was really noisy, I would be Listening. The color of the light is yellowish green, intensity 68. Okay, and that's the same place where I had the color detector when it read the uh, red-orange. And so I can check, and now I've got two of the green lights on here, which means I can now push the button and get a cup of coffee. So that is the Color Star color identifier. It is... $499 US. I do not know what the shipping is or if they ship internationally, but the website for this particular device is APH, that's Alpha Papa Hotel.org, O R G slash products, P R O D U C T S, slash color star, C O L O R S T A R. And from lovely Columbus, Ohio, I'm Janine Stanley. And there you go. That is Janine Stanley's demonstration of the Color Star Identifier. We'll put links there for you to find out more about it. Uh, it sounds like Janine's a fan. And it is true sometimes that, you know, sometimes the specialist option is the better option. Absolutely. Yeah, I know Sarah, my, my partner, is going to definitely want to look at this one because that, that is one thing. She's got one already, but again, it it's just doesn't seem to be that consistent. So she's uh, yeah definitely going to look at this one. It sounds cool. Uh, listen, we'll be back tomorrow. Lots more to talk about on the show, of course, and the weekend edition, which is now the Saturday edition. Although, because we haven't got new voiceovers yet, it is still the weekend edition. Yeah, yeah. Um, We'll get that done at some point. Sorry, Rob. Although probably you do never it again. again. I know. Well, I spoke to Rob while I was out there. I got a chance to catch up with him as well, our wonderful hey! voiceover guy. Hey, that's how he talks. He talks a lot in real life. He's like, <laughs> hey, you want a coffee? He's so good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll definitely get that done. But listen, stick around. We've got more to come tomorrow here. And news on a keyboard I bought. No surprise. Thanks, Sean. Ooh.
If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit BlindGuyTalksTech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.